do when you're desperate for a change? Who is the teaching for? The teaching is for everybody that feels stuck in life. People that are asking God, why? People that want to, people that are doing well, but they want to transition to something bigger. That means you're doing so well, but you want to transition to something bigger. Maybe, maybe people that want to have a baby, it's the teaching is for you. People that really want to get married, but there's, there's a delay. People that have done business on the scale of 500 million, I said, I want to move to a billion, two billion. I've done one or two billion. I want to move to five, ten, hundred billion. I want to go international. When you desperately want to change, or maybe it's someone that, and I'm saying so because if this applies to you, then this teaching is for you. Maybe it's someone that's been praying for something for a long time, and it hasn't happened. Listen to me, you know, the, during the first service, someone said to me, he said, Pastor Bologna, I've attended church for five years. This is the best teaching so far for me. And I said, it just gets better every day. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Luke 18. Verse 35. The Bible says, and it came to pass as he, referring to Jesus, was coming near unto Jericho. A certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And it's amazing because if you, of course, all of us will know the story in advance because this blind man reached out to Jesus. And, and the reason why this is very captivating for me as a Bible student is this. Most people that have challenges always really get to think as if God is the problem. Number one, they define the love they define God's love for them by the problems they go through. So they say, how can God love me if I don't have a child? How can God love me if my marriage is struggling? How can God love me and make sure I'm born in Nigeria? God doesn't love me. But it's amazing because this is different from this man. This was a blind man. And the blind man was still able to reach out to God. And the reason is this. Because there are two kinds of approach when you have problem. You can live a problem-oriented life. What's a problem-oriented life? Where everything about you is about the problem that you have. Have you seen some ladies that are single? They can't talk two minutes without showing that they are single and nobody wants to marry them. Have you seen, I'm telling the truth, have you seen some people that are going through a tough time? They can't talk 10 minutes without saying that Nigeria is a tough place. I'm tired. I want to get out. And those people, what they don't know is this. They're living a problem-oriented life. They're, they've allowed their problem to define their life. And this is what this man is. The Bible says he was the blind man. They didn't say he was the man that had the son. They didn't say he was the man that sat by the pool. They said he was a blind man because his problem had defined him. The challenge with allowing your problem to define you is this. If your problem defines you, it becomes your focus. And whatever you focus on does what? It multiplies. So the fact that, you say, how is business? You know business, oh, everything. Ah, you, because you, it's just a problem. Oh, you don't have a baby. It's just a big thing. It's a big thing. I'm not saying it's not. But don't live a problem-oriented life. Where 
You can say two things. You can talk two things. You can say one day it must come out. It's almost as if this is your problem and your whole world is built around your problem. Everybody knows that you and your husband are fighting. Everybody knows because you built up this huge casket. Oh, we're so fighting. Oh, we're so fighting. Oh, it's, because it's just the blind man. Everybody knows you are, you've been broken hearted. Everybody knows that you have a broken heart. You've been broken hearted. You dated this guy in church. Everybody knows because before you said to us, how are guys? Guys, please, please, don't remind me. You, there's just a way it sneaks into your conversation. Even when you respond in chats on social media, you, it, we can tell you have an issue. And the worst thing is this, when you begin to really define God's love for you by the problem that you have, because God's love is unconditional. Either you have a problem or not, God doesn't change his love for you. The Bible says this, and this man sat by the blind, this blind mind, so defined by his problem. And let me say this quickly before I miss this. Challenges are part of the human experience. Problems is what shows we're human. People that don't have problems, they don't have an exciting life. It's when you have problems that you wake up. You know, people that don't have problems, you know where they are? They are in Atos Cemetery. They are in Ekoi Vault. They are in um, Yaba Cemetery. That's where you don't have problems. Yes, sir. Some say, oh, no, nobody has one like me. This is the thing. We all have problems. We just use nice suit and shirt to cover it all. Praise God. Have you noticed? Yep, yeah, that's a good place to clap. That's a good place to clap. Praise God. And this, what that will do for you, it will make you be easy on yourself. Have you seen some people, they are rich, but not married? Some people are rich, married, but not happy as a couple. Some people are rich, married, happy as a couple, they don't have a child. Some people are rich, married, happy as a couple, have a child, but they have a health challenge. People have different issues. Some people are rich, married, happy, no health challenge, but they have in-law issues. Everybody seems to have something. Everybody seems to have something. Everybody seems to have something. The only thing that we're not focused on it. Look at what the Bible says. Job chapter 14 verse 1. Job 14 verse 1. The Bible says this. It says that man is full of... Okay, is it changed? The guys at the back, can you just be faster? Okay, it says, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of what? Trouble. The reason why I'm saying so is that once you know that everybody has trouble, then what happens to you is that you begin to change the perspective you have of challenges. So what does challenges tell me? Listen to me. When I see challenges, what it tells me is this. It reminds me the reason why there are challenges is because I'm an overcomer. Because the Bible says God will not allow there to be a challenge that cannot overcome. Yes or no? Listen to me. <laughs> this is what the Bible says. Hey, First John. It says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Watch this now. I am an overcomer. So the reason I can face challenges and I don't give up is because I am an overcomer. So, when I have marital challenges, I don't throw in the towel. I don't give up in my mind. Because a lot of people are broken down and in despair. Lots of Christians are depressed. Because they live a problem-oriented life. Let's keep looking. And the Bible says in verse 36 of Luke chapter 18. The blind man was sitting by the side. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked, 
What did they ask? What a minute. That was a question. He said, sorry, what's this meaning? Why? Because the man begged at that junction. He could tell the traffic. That in the morning when people are going to Jericho, it's busy up to 9 o'clock. And in the evening, something between 6 and 9, it gets busy. But this is afternoon, which is Tuesday. There should not be traffic. And he's hearing all this. He cannot see it. But he's hearing loads of footsteps. He's hearing the trunk and the noise, the trunk and the noise. And he's saying, excuse me, what does this mean? And as simple as that question is, that might be the biggest blessing to your life. You know why I said so? Because what matter is not as important as what it means. There are two things about life in every experience. There is what happened. There is what it means. It's not what happened that affects you. It's what it means to you that changes your life. So, when everybody saw Mary was pregnant... She looked like an idiot. She looked like an entity. That is what they saw. What it meant in reality was that Mary was what blessed amongst women. What happened was that you lost your job. But what it really means is that you are not meant for nine to five. You are meant to be employing people. What happened was that the guy broke up with you as a single girl. But what it really means is this. You were in the wrong relationship and now you are ready to step into your marital destiny. So God had to pull you out. But since you were so stubborn, God had to allow him to break up with you. And now you can enter into your marital destiny. That's what it means. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. What happened was this. That you and your husband have this huge marital challenge that causes clashes and clashes and clashes. But what it really means is this. That you guys will come out of it on a certain time. And with all of those experiences, you'll be able to nurture your children and nurture your friends and be a blessing to the church. Because you can tell your other, the people that come to you and say, me and my wife struggled for 10 years. But because of that, this is what we learned. Did you notice Joyce Mayer? Our father raped her and raped her. And raped her so many times, multiples of times. And, but what it means is this. What it meant was that Joyce Mayer began to have a healing ministry to those that were raped. What it meant was that Joyce Mayer wrote a book that made over a million dollars telling a story about rape. But some other people that were raped, what it meant is that I should never marry again. What it meant is that I should become a lesbian. What it meant is that men as comes. What it meant is this. So it's not what happens to you. What does it mean to you? It's not what happened. What does it mean? Because you're sitting out here right now. And many of us are giving meaning to experiences that do not even exist. Let me tell you what it could have meant to this man that was passing by. As this blind man heard the sound and they told him this, he could have been so angry. Everybody look up here, please. He could have said, this is ridiculous. This Jesus Christ is an idiot. Why will he say that? Because for you to help a blind person, the traffic must not be so much that it cannot be noticed. So now that you have huge traffic, he, nobody could notice him. And because nobody could notice him, nobody could what? Give him money. But also, people that should come in the evening will not also come. Because they've also heard there's traffic on that lane. 
So that means that he will be going home hungry that day. That meaning could have made him angry and bitter at Jesus. But that's one meaning. There's another meaning. The question is that, which meaning do you choose? The second meaning is this. Who is Jesus? The guy that heals people? My God. For him to pass through this place today, that means I've been destined to be healed. It says, that means I've been destined to be healed. So, and that was the meaning he chose. Did you notice something? Let, let, let's take this deeper. Every other person, remember that this blind man didn't see Jesus. It was others that told him these things. All the people that told him about Jesus, do you notice something? They were all following Jesus, but they didn't understand what it meant. They were all following Jesus. No wonder nobody received a miracle except the one that knows what it meant. Every other person that followed Jesus was not touched because they didn't know what it meant. But, every, but the only person that knew what it meant was the one that, that what received the miracle. The challenge is this. You keep following everybody. You keep following everybody. You keep following everybody. You, and that's the problem with church because most of you, what you do is that I've come to church. Church is not about attendance because attendance is not faith. You can come to church and Jesus doesn't touch you. Because it's not about coming. It's about knowing what does this mean. What does this mean? And it's about the power of a, of a divine perspective. And I'm saying if you're going to experience change, you're going to ask yourself, where I am currently? I know that this is what I traditionally will think it means, but what does it really mean? Oh my God. Did you notice all the people that gave him the information, supplied information, that he used to interpret what it means, none of them knew what it meant. That's why someone invites you to the next level. The person that invites you doesn't get a miracle. The one that is invited gets a miracle. Because it's not about attendance. It's about what? Faith. I know you're having all this PCOS issue and pregnancy issues. What does it mean? I know you've been looking for this 200 million for your business. What does it mean? <laughs> when David saw Goliath, every other person did not ask what it meant. But David knew what it meant. Every other person, when they saw Goliath, this is the person that has come to shame us. David did not see that. David saw an opportunity. How do I know? His question was this. Who kills this guy? What does he get? Because that's what he saw. He saw the opportunity. What does it mean? That's the reason why many of you think that God is not answering your prayers. But the truth is this. God has answered your prayers. But you don't know. Because the answer to your prayers have come in a manner, method, approach that is not what you are used to or not the way you expected it. So the answer to your prayer is there. But you are still praying. And God is saying, open your eyes. I've answered you. But you refuse to see it. Because you don't understand what minute this. Look at the lockdown. When in lockdown, some people were so excited because they understood what minute this. What does this mean? Have you asked yourself, what does it mean I'm single at this age? What does it mean? 
But the thing is, instead of you to ask, what does it mean? You're so focused on the negative outcome, you cannot see any other outcome. Do you, do you imagine if the beggar was so focused on making money, it would have been so upset with Jesus. But his focus was on something else, that if Jesus is passing by today, oh, glory to God. If Jesus is passing by today, there's a reason why you had the child as a teenager. There is a reason why, why you were raped. Listen. I know God did not make them rape you, but what the enemy thought for evil, God thought for good. There's something God knows how to convert a mess into a message. That's the reason why you had the divorce. That's the reason why the guy broke your heart. That's the reason why your company is stuck at 200 million per annum. That's a reason. There's a reason why you've been trying to migrate and there's a fallback. There's a reason. But you are so not willing to ask yourself what is meaning of this and you begin to struggle. And the reason why people got frustrated is this. Every time you're frustrated, frustration means something. Change your method. That method is not working. Oh, you didn't get that. Every time you feel frustrated, it's just one thing it's telling you. What you're doing is not working. Change your method. But we don't. We'd rather push more on that method. And there's a difference between consistency and frustration. Let's keep going. And the Bible says, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth, <laughs> I said bye. <laughs> they told him. But they didn't know what it meant. They invited them to church. They didn't know what it meant. They sat in the service. They didn't know what it meant. Are you asking yourself, what does it mean that I'm hearing this right now? Because if you cannot connect this message to your life, a point in your life, you've missed the message. Because God did not waste your time to bring you here. He wanted you to hear this because there's something that it's in your marriage, in your company, your career, with your children, with your singleness that he's trying to speak into. Don't be carried away. The Bible says this. Hmm. When he knew what Jesus, he cried. <laughs> the Bible did not say he said. Is that what the Bible says? He what? Cry. That's a cry. Why? The thing is this. Once you know what it means, it's time for action. I'm tired of you coming to church. Say, I believe, I receive, I believe, I receive. After believe you receive, what are you going to do next? You believe your marriage will get better. Get up and have a conversation with your wife. There are guys in this place. You see that sister in church, Sister Shinene. And you know that your heart flows there. And the Spirit is encouraging you. And every time you say hi, don't say hi. After the service, sister, can I see, saw you? The worst she can say is a no. Is that not it? And no does not appear on forehead. Praise God. There are many of you here. You should be starting another company. You should be expanding by now to Abuja. You should be expanding by now to New York. You should be having a London office. You've planned it in 2020. You've planned in 2019. The word has come forth. But you're doing nothing. The Bible says, when he understood what he meant, he cried. Why? Why did he cry? The reason why is that it's action time. Watch this now. Because massive action equals to massive results. Massive action equals to massive results. 
massive action equals massive result. The way you're running that business, it's not massive enough. That's why if you want to see massive result, massive action. Get up everybody. In the overflow, get up. We're not here to play this morning. Up, up, up in Jesus' name. You know what you're going to do? Just make sure your neighbor is out of your way and your chest out of the way. I want to take two steps forward. I say, I'm taking massive actions. And I will see massive results. Oh, wow. Go back to your seat. You can have your seat. I'm going, to make a, I'm going to take massive action to make my marriage great. I'm going to take massive action to make sure my company goes from 200 to 800. I'm going to take massive action to see my children become what they want to do. It's, it's massive action. The man did not say, hello Jesus, I'm here, touch me, touch me, I'm here. Touch me, touch me. Hello, Jesus. Call him for me. Call him for me. I'm here. No, he says he cried. Some people are here. After my last heartbreak, after my last heartbreak, I would not do something. He broke up because he said I didn't know how to talk. Is that all? I will take massive action. Learn how to talk. Praise God. There are some of you that lead teams, that lead cells, and you run it in such a tiny way. Listen to me. If you know what it means, it's time to take massive action. Hey! Someone say, hey! Listen, leave those that don't want to take massive shots. We, we are here. It's time to take massive action about your business. It's time to take massive action about your spirituality. All those Shinene and Laquid and Latasha and Viniqua, you just cut them out and begin to hang out with Bible people because it's time to take massive action. Some of you that think you're rich, all you have to do is to convert your money into dollars. You'll be humble. Want to set real financial goals? Set them in pounds and dollars. That's massive action. <laughs> Just for you to know, if they move the American minimum wage to fifteen dollars, the poorest person in America will be earning about twenty-five million naira per year. How do you get that? Fifteen times eight, eight times five or six? Just calculate it. That's what it is. Is it fifteen? Is twenty-five or fourteen million? Something like that. I, I did calculation. Massive actions. As a church, we must be taking massive actions. Let's go on. The Bible says, and he cried. And say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says, and Jesus responded. Yes or no? Yes, Is that what the Bible says? Yes, well, no, actually. What the Bible says? The Bible says, they cried, say, Jesus, that's something they have mercy on me. Verse 39. And they that went before rebuked him. Shut up! Idiot! Nonentity! Listen to me. This is where I fight with Christians. How come every single barrier we give up? Your first attempt to make the marriage work 
the way he spoke to you or she spoke to you, you just shut up. Your first attempt to do the IVF, it didn't work. Your first attempt to fall in love, the guy married somebody else and you found out on Instagram. Your first attempt to pray in tongues, everybody received and you looked there like a dundee. And then speak, you said, ah. The first attempt, they say, be an usher. You did for one day, you said, I don't like it. Be a soul leader for one day. Be a woman leader one day. Be a man leader one day. You backed out. Because the reason why is this. For some reason, for some really just reason, we just think that if God is innate, once I do it for the first time, it works. Was that how Israel came out of Egypt and entered promised land? When he cried, the Bible says he began to face obstacles and challenges and obstacles and challenges and, and obstacles. So you, you're facing obstacles in your business. I wish you more. I, I know you wouldn't clap. What should... <laughs> Praise God. The reason I'm saying this is this. You're facing obstacles in marriages. You need some more. The faith that's not been tested cannot be trusted. Nothing tests your faith like challenges. And that's not something you want to hear. Listen to me. You, you finish school. You got a job. You got married. You have the child. You say God is good. We don't know if it's God is good. We don't know if you're not God. Or you, when you finish, you didn't get married or 37 as a lady. You didn't have a child to... to you spend about three years trying to have a child. When you say God is faithful, you've been there, done that, gotten a t-shirt. We can tell that you know God is faithful. Someone said, what is in Corona? Because you have not had it. But if you can say Corona is nothing and I've had it, you're like, oh wow, let's pay some attention. James chapter 1. Look at that. James, let's just use James 1 quickly. Oh, wow. James chapter 1. Oh, wow. James chapter 1. Verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. What does it say? It says, my, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, the word temptation better is like tough times. Why? Why? It says, because knowing this, the trying of your faith works what? That's why a lot of people have relationship heartbreak. God is using that guy to teach you patience. God is using that girl to teach you. Because some guys are very stingy. So God in his merciful way will make sure you have a get a lot to spend. Because he needs to teach you for your future wife. He says, the trine of your faith. Anybody can go, shandai. But when the doctor says you can't have a child, I want to say shandai. Or I shall die. Who cannot pay tight when you have a lot of money? But when you have house rent and you have school fees 
and the start. It takes faith to say, Father, now I trust, I trust you. Stupid, not be my middle name, oh. Worry, I be, oh. Heavenly palace, show yourself, oh. Make we know they hold each other. The trying of your faith works patient. And what's the next thing? Let's see. He says, let's what? Oh my God. Pastor George, come, 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 come. I want to show you this in picture. He said, let's what? Come, come, come. This is me that God is trying to teach. But this is me holding me back. Oh yeah, hold me. God, God says, I'm, God is trying to teach me something. No, I'm holding me back. From allowing God to teach me. So what I do? I stay on the same spot until I learn the lesson. What most people call delay is that they have refused to learn the lesson to go forward. So they are stuck on the same spot. That's why most people are stuck financially. That's why most people are stuck spiritually. That's why most people are stuck in their marriage. Because there's a lesson they need to learn to go forward. But they refuse to let patience. It says, let patience have a perfect walk. Why? That ye may be perfect and eternal. What? And what? No, no, no. Go back. Go back. I'm not done. It says, that ye may be perfect and entire. One thing. Nothing. You know why? Some of you girls, God will make you join cell. So that all this, you will come down. Yes, you will come down. You will learn how to be easily spoken. But you don't want to join. Don't join. God says, I'm waiting. Let's see who can wait for a long time. I'm waiting. Your marriage. God wants you to learn how to say, I'm sorry. He said, no. You know, I'm a very proud man. Don't worry. You're a very proud man, Abi. He's waiting. You will learn it somewhere else. Let's finish, please. Woo! Glory to God. Are you getting blessed? Listen, I told you that this series is fire. All your friends that are not here, just tell them that, please go and watch on YouTube, and next week, you'll drag them to church. He said, let's patience have our way. He said, what is your next level prayer? No, I, I don't like waking up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm a business person. I sleep late at night. Don't worry. It's because you don't need prayer. When you need it, your eye will clear. Have you not done things you never thought you could do before? When you get there, you will know what you should do. Maybe they say, join prayer. It's on Instagram. It's on this. You will be coming live to church. Hope you know every morning there are 200 of us here that pray together. 200. Fire. And there's nothing compared to life prayer in the church. <laughs> Let's keep reading. The Bible says... Are you ready for this? And he cried saying, Jesus, what happens to me? The Bible says, and he went before him and rebuked him and said, hold his peace. And when he said, hold his peace, and he kept quiet. Is that what the Bible says? The guy at the back, what is exactly, why are you not following me? I mean, Luke chapter 18, verse 39. Timmy. Can you pay attention to the guy that is on that console? And maybe you can help me stay there till I finish the preaching in the next five minutes. Thank you. He says, and they that went before him rebuked him and said, he should what? Hold his peace. 
And he kept quiet. Yes or no? Oh, he didn't get the contract. He didn't get the engagement ring. He tried to solve the marriage problem. It didn't work. The Bible says, rather, he cried out so much more. He said, if I've cried before, you have not seen the mother of cry. You will see the papa and the mother of cry just now. Ah! I don't know why we always gave up at the sight of the biggest or smallest resistance. Maybe the reason why you give up is because you need a DNA test. So you need a DNA test. Because your father is an overcomer. You know what to call your father? Jehovah El Sabuas. The mighty man of war. The one that's never lost a battle before. Once he enters a battle, victory is sure. He doesn't live until there's victory. How come you enter financial battles? CBS said no license. He said, don't worry. We will fight it out. Real estate says no license. He said, don't worry. We will fight it out. They say you don't have a child. He said, don't worry. We will fight it out. Because I'm like my father. I have his genes. I have his DNA. What do you think? Who is your daddy? Praise God. Oh my God. He is the one that says, lift up your heads, all ye gator. And be lifted up, ye everlasting daughter. He said, let the king of glory come into this. He said, where is the king of glory? He says, the Lord strong and mighty. For him is the king of glory. I declare that you are walking into open doors. You are walking into financial open doors. You are walking into relationship open doors. You are walking into your children open doors in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Sit down, please. Let's finish this. Just for you to know, this week, next level, the theme of our prayer is this. I claim my open door. The Bible says, and when he cried, go back to the last verse, 39. You read, everybody read for me. Please read. And watch me. So I'm Jesus. So read, once you go. I'm Jesus. Verse 40, I'm, I'm, walk, I'm walking, I'm Jesus. Hold on. And Jesus stood. All the people that have eyes couldn't stop Jesus. All the people that were complete couldn't stop Jesus. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought. Who were those that were stopping him? It was the protocol that was stopping him, right? You were stopping this guy, right? Bring this guy. Come, come, bring this guy. yeah. You need to stop him first and you bring him, stop him. You don't want to stop him. It says, you that were stopping him, bring him. The same people that laughed at you. The same people that stopped you. When God steps into it, those same people, he'll say, you bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him. 
This 2021, God is announcing you in the precious name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, let's pray. Oh, glory to God. This is the first prayer. Lord, help me not to settle when things get tough. When things get tough in my marriage, help me not to settle for just an unhappy marriage. When things get tough in my company, don't let me just settle for just anything. When things get tough as ministry, don't let me settle. Don't let me settle. Strengthen me not to settle. I want to lift up your voice all over in the extension like a trumpet unto God. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say this. You say, my father, my father. You can say it loud. Those in the extensions, I want to hear you say it loud. Everyone say, my father, my father. Give me your interpretation to my current states. Help me see things in another dimension than how I'm seeing them. Go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus. Yes. I want to hear you pray. Let's This marital issue, this health challenge. Rabambo In Jesus' name we pray. From today, receive strength not to give up. You are an overcomer. Your overcoming energy is released. Move into open doors by the Spirit. This year, 2021, you will not only say you know God, you will say you saw His hand. In the name of Jesus, everyone that suffered a setback, the power to pull down Jericho's wall. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Every struggling marriage. Peace be still. Every struggling finance. I said in the name of Jesus. Get up. Thank you heavenly father. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Oh my God. God bless you can have your seat. Oh, that...